foolish listener. Did you really think you could remember what happened last time on the Incurable Party? So Falzer and you go over and you kind of give Gozer a shake, waking her up for a shift. Okay. As she kind of comes to. I swing at Falzerin. Gozer, what does uh, what does she see? Uh, yeah, I, normally I would think during watch I would be kind of laid back, keeping an eye out on everything, but, you know, just kind of sitting there. I think now I'm more, um, maybe even pacing occasionally. Like, any little noise I'm jumping at, and and just super anxious seeming. Right, almost as if, almost as if you just want to pick up and, like, go right now. And yeah, I, I, and I want, I want to hit something. Well, uh, from your, your, basically you've set it up so you have a, a clear line, but you see this figure and his skin is like grayed and paled out and he has this, what once was a very brightly colored vest, but even, even his vest and like his clothing looks as if it's got like this gray hue to it. Why don't you just stay right where you are? Oh no, we have business. We have business, and you will be losing on this deal. And as you pull it back out, his, his just body just topples to the, the forest floor, and you all kind of see like it looks like like a, a this ghostly figure kind of just like rises up out of his body and then just kind of fades out, fades away. Bow to Clash Bone Collector. And you may live long enough to continue the adventure. Was that magic man? Yeah, I look over at Falzerin. Falzerin what was wipes, that? Falzerin wipes his brow. Why dead things attacking us? I I think that Sardo had come back for some reason to enact vengeance. Because... But he's dead. Someone killed him. Dead is dead. Yeah. He's dead. Did we did we say that I know what a revenant is? You yes. didn't say that I. We did say that. Okay. That's why we're talking to you. Sorry. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> the only reason we're talking to you, Falzer. You have something you want. <laughs> well, you guys were were talking. I didn't know it was to me. I think there was a sale on, and he wanted to come and tell us about it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think he was. He came back as what what we call a revenant. It's. Sometimes, for some, um, via some magic, um, people can come back to enact vengeance on, on you know, if someone has murdered them, on the perpetrator, kind of come back from the afterlife. So he came back to kill me? He was after you, Bryn. That makes sense. He came right up to my tree. He dead now? I don't know. Dead dead? I think so. So, so once... you're saying anybody kills somebody just and they come back and take vengeance if they kill them unjustly, like everybody that she kills. Hey, so hey, we can hey, expect hey, hey. this to happen quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, what do I what do I know about revenants, Leland? Other than just that they're like, are there um, situations that cause them to always occur, or is it kind of just random? It may happen or it may not. You don't know. Okay. I mean, he took a lot of hits. I mean, just it was yeah. really hard to put him down. He dealt some well, pretty heavy damage, too. He, he doesn't like fire. I know that. Oh. If we ever come across one of these in the future. Well, it's sort of, sort of it's up, up to you then, I guess. Yeah. We don't have any fire weapons. Gozer needs fire. Maybe next town we're in, you guys can... Get a flamethrower? Buy All some right. supplies to, uh, you know, maybe some oil. What is flamethrower? I don't know, something like, you know, a weapon that doesn't use magic that can throw fire. <laughs> Is your big flaming ball still lit up? Are you still thinking about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna choose to let it hang around for a little while. Oh, dear. Well, does it only last a minute? Yeah. How many rounds is that? Six? Ten. Ten. So, so next time this happens, I can sort of make him have to stay where he is right now. You know, lock him down. You can smack your ball against him a bunch of times. Let's, yeah. uh, let's, that's something we can think of next time this happens. Absolutely. Let's hope there isn't a next time. I mean, at least this one didn't have any hands. 
I didn't expect it to happen the first time, so it's a good idea to be prepared. Yeah, true. I mean, you, you, who else did you kill? The cat? You killed yeah, uh, Prince Charmington the Third. Prince Charmington. Yeah, I mean, let's make a list, and if we ever see anybody walking down the road that looks like anybody that you've uh, maybe Balls killed before, killed we... Hank. Exactly. Oh, that's right. Well, that's okay. Well, that's your problem, man. <laughs> <laughs> I guess then we'd need to worry about Julie as well. Oh yeah. It's well, tough he, being that's, a... that's, that's called an encore. It's tough being a powerful wizard. <laughs> my my question is who brought him back to life and who sent him here and are they close like that I don't know do we need to be worried the rest of the night well last time we saw him was the cave right Falzerin does know that it's not uh, like it's not like a it wouldn't be like somebody you may have encountered like raising him it's not like a you know it's not like as if you were to like raise dead or animate dead or something like that uh, it is okay. it is more like it's almost more divine and like kind of this this larger power kind of thing instilling life back into into Sardo. So it wasn't whoever in the town type thing. Yeah, no, no, it, it wouldn't have been wouldn't have been somebody like that had a grudge. It was basically almost like through force of will through like force of Sardo's will kind of thing. Okay. So Falzerin, do we have to be worried about someone else? Like who brought this guy back to life? It doesn't really have anything to do with anyone who is left behind living. Okay. Um, it's not. It's not the doing of anyone who's currently alive. It it has to do with the person who's been killed, and there's no way to know for sure if anyone is going to come back as a revenant. Depends okay. on that person who was killed. Okay. So for the time being, you think we're pretty safe to hunker down here for the night? I don't I mean, think we'll be any what, safer anywhere what else. Odds, what are the odds of two revenants? Hey, I'm just asking. In? I don't know about these things that you you know so much about so many things that I know nothing about. Can he come back again, or he dead dead now? That's 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 just Bill burn knows him up. nothing. <laughs> just just burn him. That's a good idea, Shaft. Yeah, Can move I your little ball there and lay it on top of him. Yeah, so, Leland, I want to do that. I want to move my flaming sphere and just have it hang out right on top of him. Kind of, like, push it down into his <laughs> Sure, okay. Push it real good. All right, gonna... so you uh, you incinerate... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Before he puts the Before he puts the ball down, Bryn, like, scampers over, grabs his cap, and uh, puts the cap on, and then... It okay. has dead zombie bits on it. Why yeah, but we all have one. I mean, it's just... It's like a trophy. Killed him twice. So you, uh, for the duration of, of your minute here, you know, another, like, 45-ish seconds, you kind of burn a, a good portion of his body. Okay. Not Not entirely incinerated. Yeah, the hat kind of stinks, so right before the fireball goes out, she, like, takes it off and throws it in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I look over and say, Gozer, you you must still be pretty tired. You're looking beat. You want to get back to sleep? Yes. Yes. All right. So you guys bed down for a long rest again here. Yeah. Yes. I'll take first watch. I'll do the first four hours. Okay. You going to sleep with your tuft again? If it'll let me. Well, yes. I'm going to grab him. He's not, he doesn't have a choice. Yeah, you used him as a <laughs> weapon. <laughs> He's kind of it's kind of rubbing his head. Duff, come here. Sorry, through you. <laughs> it's 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 okay. It's okay, King. It's okay, King goes. <laughs> um, and yeah, on my first watch here, I'm also paying attention to Gozer, making sure she has sweet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I th I for for real, the conversation the night before brought Bryn a little bit closer to Gozer because she's like really opened up to her for the first time. So she's feeling a little bit more protective over her than she would have. So, yeah, the first four hours for you, Bryn, just kind of, again, uneventful. You kind of maybe hear some, you know, the swaying, creaking of these trees and, you know, like, kind of foresty sounds. Oh, you know, as almost as if it's just kind of like settling kind of thing. But you don't don't see any signs of anything around you. Because, again, you're pretty still close to the... You're not very deep into these woods yet, right? Yeah. 
and uh, whoever is else who's up Who next. Who am I waking for, up, guys? I'll go next because uh, I have dark visions. So Bryn goes and wakes up Falsy. Goes into her. Tr- Anything happen on your watch? No, nothing. Just creepy woods. How's Gozer been? I think she's been. Has she been like still paralyzed, looking or normal or? She, uh, she's seen. Well, I don't believe. Did Falzarin explain how she looked? Did you explain that to? No, I didn't. Not oh. quite. Okay, so, so Brent, no, but you, you see, kind of. Again, you had said you're paying kind of close attention to Gozer. She, yeah. She's kind of like you know hugging Thuft in her sleep and maybe like a, a murmur, or, but she seems to be sleeping soundly. Okay. Uh, yeah, nothing but creepy woods and. I don't know. Gozer's hugging her teddy bear over there. Goblin cuddles. Yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go do my trance. Okay. Get me if you need something. Okay, Falzerin, your two hours. It's kind of the similar thing, just kind of eerie out in these woods, but uh, no attacks, no no signs of creatures. And and once again, Gozer is not not doing anything out of the ordinary. Nothing like what you witnessed last night. She seems okay. Yeah, she seems fine. All right, so I'll wake Shaft up to uh, be the caboose. I smack him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Can everyone, everyone, please leave the mics <laughs> except for Shaft. <laughs> so I'm gonna say, so far it's been an uneventful night. Shaft, you're up now. Gozer, uh, Gozer seems to be getting a good sleep. No more nightmares. That's fine. I get up, stretch a little bit, go over and start. You know flinging my rapiers around, just doing some practice moves. I'm sort of half half paying attention to what's going on around me. <laughs> well, lucky lucky for you, not much to pay attention to as uh, your eight hours goes off. So, Gozer, you do now gain the benefits of this long rest, but your hit point maximum is still reduced. Yeah. And the rest of you, should you, were you injured, uh, you heal, falls in, you get those spell slots back. Sweet, sweet. And basically, you're can, can you continuing down the road here? Yeah. yeah I wake up the in the morning and I say, clothes are still tired, still feel weak. Yeah, you'll be fine. Walk it off. I ignore you and I start walking off. <laughs> <laughs> I take is it that really ignoring him then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, so let's t- let's start walking. Hit the road. Do we take the road road, or are we like just going through the woods? Yeah, we will take the road across okay. the bridge. Yeah. Okay. Your first hour, kind of uh, walking through the woods, definitely in the daytime. There's not quite as eerie, and it does look like you know, like a regular healthy forest. Like Brynn, I'm sure you're kind of getting. You're just kind of recalling memories of, you know, the 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 lusciousness of what the Phalaren Forest once was. Yeah. Or at least, and parts still. still it's are. like, yeah, it's like feeling at home in a forest, but the trees are different. Like everything's just. Yes, these trees are, are very different than what yeah. comprise of the Phalaren Forest. Absolutely. So over the first hour, you kind of walk down this road, and you finally hit this bridge at 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 this river. And uh, why doesn't everyone? Make me a perception check. 15. 17. 14. 6. I see something shiny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, as you hit this river, or sorry, this bridge. Oh, this is always a good sign. When the map goes away and everything becomes black. And roll 20. It means for once we went somewhere that you predicted we would go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Huzzah! Finally. Huzzah! Well, he knew we weren't going to do that, that crossing the river with the ropes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Business again. If there was a bridge, we were going to do it this time. My ring of jumping that could have just jumped me across. <laughs> nah, I think that river was a little... I could have jumped from shallow area to shallow area. Yeah, that's probably. true. But you kind of did. That. But what about the resistance of the water, though? I mean, <laughs> that hinder your jump. So I gotta get a token for Thuft. Yeah, don't forget Thuft. He's such a little 
ball of positivity in our party. That theft next to Gozer. Yep. So uh, as you guys have made your perception checks and you've come up to basically the base of this bridge almost, you see in the middle of the road this like small, like, you know, two and a half foot tall gold like frog man standing in front of you. Yeah, he's right blocking the bridge. Yeah, he's right on right on the ground and into the trees to the your left that align this the northern part of this road. You see more of these frog people in the trees. You see uh, like a, a, a red one and there's blue and a purple and a green kind of up in these trees. All these variations, different colors. So Leland called them frog people. What are we going to decide to call them? Lizard people? Well, if they look like frogs. Well, we usually end up going with something oh, opposite of what, what he saying. says. <laughs> so. Centipedes. I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I was say centipedes. Yeah. Or... They have eels for heads. Cats. Well, okay. I think they're, they're iguana people. Yeah. <laughs> we call them There's, nice kitty cats. They're salamanders. Based, on, based okay. on Leland's description, I think these are iguanas. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry to inter- interrupt you setting the scene. I just... <laughs> it's gonna happen. We're leaving. How big are these iguanas? <laughs> they're they're about as big as you, Shaft. Oh, okay. ab- as big as you and Thuft, I guess. So they're halfling iguanas, okay? Yeah, they're halfling iguanas. <laughs> so the gold one in the in the, the road here, you see like he's got like kind of a, he's a short bow he's got in his hands and he's got an arrow knocked. And he's just kind of looking at you and, you know, blinking with his big frog eyes as, like, the second eyelid kind of closes and opens. I'm just going to wave at him. Hi. He kind of croaks, paladins, and kind of pulls his, pulls a bow back. Nope. Nope. Not paladins. Yeah, we're not paladins. Speak. Frogman, move. We're just trying to cross the bridge here, and we're heading to uh, the town up here. Either, yeah, Goldem, Goldem or Zexa. Doesn't matter, we need a bridge. Okay, he kind of lowers his short bow a little bit. You see the the four frog people in the trees, they kind of drop down to the ground. Now that now they're all kind of level with you, but they're they don't move forward at all. Okay. I'm going to whisper to these guys and go, hey, let's see if we can get across this bridge without having to kill anybody. Frogman move. Frogman no die. <laughs> okay. Falzerin likes that plan. I walk. I continue on towards the gold, whatever we called him. His name says Gold hey, Grung. Frogman. Gold Grung. Yeah. Oh, I can move my guy, I guess. Okay. So, uh, so he's lowered his bow. He has lowered his bow. It's no longer pointed at any of Did- you. Did he make a bit of, like, a, a gesture to step a bit out of the way? Uh, not quite yet. Okay. So I'm going to follow Shaft, who's walking up towards him. Okay. Sort of have my hands up in the air just so he knows I'm not touching my weapons and just try to walk past him. Well, he uh, he doesn't block you, but actually he just kind of starts hopping. Is it? Follow us. And he kind of starts to lead you across this bridge. Almost forming this escort and just shuffling you guys across the bridge. And the, the four little frog guys that drop from the trees, they kind of just pile in and follow about 20-ish feet behind you. They're not, you know, giving you your space, but they're not. Can I do an insight check to see if I have any reason to think this is uh, going to go bad? Uh, sure. You could all roll an insight if you'd like. I was like. going to say, did we all follow Shaft? Because I didn't say I followed Shaft. <laughs> Ten for me. Four. Four for Gozer. Nine for Falzern. Twenty-two for Bryn. Bryn, you are... Well, okay, you're piecing together the few little croaks that you've heard this thing say. And you do believe that he's he understands that you guys are not paladins of cultus. And, like, clearly right. he, had you been or shown signs of being, he, they would have been hostile towards you. Right. So, Bryn, you feel that they aren't going to, they're not trying to jump you or anything, but they just kind of want to get you out of their forest, basically. 
So are yeah okay. So Brent, you are you following? Is everyone going to kind of follow? Um, after these guys seem on the up and up. Let's go. After checking it out, I look around and I'm like, they they seem to not want to har- harm us or anything. Let's let's see where they uh, where they take us. I want to do a perception check to see if there's anything else hiding around us. Okay. That one's better. That's a twenty. Yeah, you kind of looking. Uh, even kind of past the trees that they dropped in on this on the far side, you don't see any more of these guys hiding in the trees. Uh, on the the tree line to to your right, on the other side of the road, again, no sign of no sign of any more of them hiding hiding in the treetops. Okay, then I'll I'll walk across the bridge with Shaft. All right, we all go to the bridge. And they kind of escort you across this bridge. You know, it's maybe a fifty footish, sixty foot long bridge. The river kind of just rushing, rushing past it. They get you to the other side of it, and they, you know, they continue with you uh, maybe another hundred feet or so past the uh, the other side of this bridge. And eventually they get to a point where the, the gold frog guy kind of steps to the uh, to one side of the road, basically clearing this path for you. Uh, and you can just kind of continue on your way if, if you so choose. Hey, uh... Thanks a lot for letting us use the bridge. Hey, these paladin guys, uh, where are they at? What, what have they been up to? They're killing our forest. Yeah, with the towers? Blue light. Yeah. Yeah, is, is it, have you guys tried to stop it? Yes. Difficult. Yeah, I'm sure it is. What, what have you done? So he, I'm going to not talk croakily. I'm just going to <laughs> give you some. Uh, Why not? That was half the fun. Well, I know, but it's tough to actually <laughs> hold a conversation when you can say three words at a time. <laughs> so he, he kind of gets across to you that they, they are patrolling, you know, along the road and kind of in the southern parts of this forest, closer to where the towers are located, that they're just ambushing any paladins that they come across and and killing them as they blame them for of course what's happening to uh, the lower the southern parts of, of their forest and it's basically just you know uh threatening their habitat but he so he kind of talks about the how the blue light being in it for too long hurts them he just says sick tired but he also notes like that the the paladins seem to be able to come and go through this blue light unaffected, and he croaks out, "Box, metal box," and indicates that they they have they have seen, they've seen and observed outposts, just like campsites more than an outpost of paladins, kind of just outside of this this blue light. They've observed them handling these. These uh, small, like cute metal, metallic cubes. So, they carry these boxes around. Do they emit a blue light also? Nope. What What's in the boxes? Probably the artifact shaft. Box protects them. Box protects them. Protects from light. Oh, the uh, box I protects see. them from the blue light. Ah. Are you friend to Grung? Yeah, sure. Yeah, and he and he kind of puts a, a hand to his chest as he says "grong," indicating like they're they're the grong. Of course, you don't you don't quite understand. You may think that's actually his name. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's terrible what's happening to the forest, and if if there's anything we can do to stop it, we want we want to do that. He looks at um, the other four that are still kind of behind you, but they've you know they've kind of piled in closer as you guys have been kind of having this conversation. And he kind of points off to off to the to the road, and they hop into the forest, and he just kind of follow us, and uh, moves into the forest off of the road. Where are you taking us, Grung? Come to home. We'll help you. This is probably some good uh, information gathering. At least we can find out, you know, before we go talk to the mayor. Get some information from these guys. Apparently, they've been fighting these guys. Yeah, let's go see what these, what this grung is wanting to show us. I draw the line at a wagon. If they try to get us into a wagon, <laughs> we say no. All right. 
All right, fair enough. I never agreed to getting into a wagon. <laughs> hey, let's just leave the wagon. Uh, it, what happened in the past is in the past. What happened in the wagon stays in the wagon. That's right. <laughs> okay, we, I follow. They Okay, great. So if you all follow, they, they just kind of hopping through this forest, and it seems like right off this road, the forest like kind of suddenly seems to get like much thicker, uh, as if like the the growth has like somehow been enhanced. But they they kind of as you push and you're basically kind of bushwhacking now through this this really dense uh, dense trees and and low hanging foliage and overgrown like underbrush and you finally press through into this small clearing and in it it's been clearly like clearly the, it seems to be uh, like dug and there's five uh, smaller like kind of shallow pools pools of water you kind of see one see this makeshift kind of uh like trough of water that seems to be running uh from the direction of of this bend of the river as kind of they're drawing from this river and uh the gold gold grung kind of motions home must protect and along the edge of the clearing now in all in the trees you see like many more of of these green and, and a, few, a few red there's only one other gold uh, of these guys and you kind of you've kind of gleaned that like the the gold this gold guy like is clearly in some type of leadership role but in these pools you see like these uh like large like tadpole looking things and they're all kind of like a, this greenish gray but distinctly separate these five pools are distinctly separated Around each pool, you see uh, like a human, kind of like tending, tending to to what looks like the these these frog people's young. You can surmise, and they have uh, they have they're all bound around the waist by this rope, on one end, and the other end kind of leads uh, into like the center of these pools and kind of disappears uh, under the surface, as if they've they've kind of been tethered to these these pools. Interesting. The these these tethered people there they look very like they're kind of moving around sluggishly and they're kind of they're like you know dumping like these like grubs kind of into the water you know as if they're like feeding and and caring for for the young here and uh the gold guy kind of he lets another croak not in he's not talking in common but he's like speaking in like their own language and uh a couple green green frogs kind of hop come hop immediately come hopping towards you with like platters full of things similar to what they're feeding the tadpoles, but it's just like, you know, grubs like bugs and insects and the kind of thing that you would think a frog would eat as they kind of offer you offer you some food. And he just dives right in and just flicks his tongue out and grabs a big fatty like maggot. And they're like, they're like, not like, like regular bugs. They're like kind of like big, like larger bugs. And he just gulps down one of these, these maggots kind of motions for you guys to join in. <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Uh, we just ate right before we met you guys, right before the bridge. going to take a big handful and start munching like potato chips. Oh, yeah. Soft will, too, for sure. Yeah, I don't want to offend them. I, I'm going to say, that's very kind of you. Uh, I'm not all that hungry, but I'll try some. So I grab a very <laughs> small handful. Gozer watches Falzer and eat one. <laughs> and I'm kind of like chewing slowly, trying not to grimace. <laughs> Bryn, uh, Bryn looks at the plate that's offered and she looks real hard and she's like digging through she's like oh these ones are my favorite takes a bite <laughs> she lives in the forest she's not sure. like she's yeah, not she's above eating insects it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not eating it well Soft is thoroughly enjoying himself seems to have found a, king, a kinship with these frog people <laughs> so I'm gonna walk over by one of these uh, humans that's tethered to the pool how you doing, buddy? How's how's the pool tendon? He kind of looks up and like his eyes are like almost half closed, as if he's like, it's it's like he's like almost like half asleep. He's just like super sluggish. He's like, huh? Who are you? Ah, I'm just just passing by. I thought I'd uh, say hi. It looks like uh, it's awful nice of you to you know be tending the pool for these guys. They force us. What, you're not doing this voluntarily? No, <laughs> and he kind of 
limply like lifts the <laughs> the rope that's around his waist. Oh man, did you do something wrong to piss him off? I mean, yeah, how'd you get yourself into this situation? And uh, the gold grunt kind of comes, hops over, and starts like like yelling. But it's hard to tell it's yelling. But like this loud, like long, strung out croak as he kind of smacks at the at the human, and you know he gets him back to to work, and he kind of croaks. He's like. Paladins, slave now. Oh, okay. Well, it's none of my business. That's that's good. Uh, when when you captured them, did you take any of their stuff? Weapons, armor. Yeah, like. Oh yeah. Can we check that out? I mean, it could come in handy for us if we're gonna try to help you guys get rid of these paladins. It might be good to have. You know, we could sneak in and and maybe take them out, sneaky like. There's a pile of, like, just abandoned armor and, and weapons uh, and looking at it it's like uh, sets of plate uh, there's a, st- a set of studded leather and there's They're a, a emblazoned with emblems and stuff right yeah and they have the that that paladin symbol like the the uh. tower the like, the crest on on all of the all of the armor like chess pieces so uh, I'm gonna go over to our buddy Grung Gold Grung and sort of take him aside, walk with him a little bit away from the others, and say, uh, "Say, hey, I, I, how about this? If you let me talk to one of these old paladin guys that you got cleaning the pools here, maybe he can give us some information that can help us go infiltrate this tower and take out these these blue lights that hurt you so much. You think they might know something? Nothing that we haven't gotten, but." Go ahead. I mean, can we? I, I, I'll make an offer to let him go if he tells me, and then uh, we'll sort nope. of see. Well, I'm then, not saying let him go. I'm just going to offer it. Do not free him, but speak. Okay. Kind of gives you basically gives you permission to talk to this the slaves. So I'll walk back over to the the guy I was talking to and say, "Have a seat. You've been working really hard." I talked to I talked to my friend over there, and he says we might be able to work something out. He kind of looks sheepishly, like looks over at the cold grung as the the frogman kind of nods his big head, and he sits down next to him. Hey, I go, look, you're you're gonna die, like more than likely. Do you want to die here feeding whatever this crap is to these things? No, I don't. I mean, if you made some kind of grand commitment to the cultists where there's just no you'll you'd rather die than give up any information i mean save me a lot of time here and tell me that's not the case i i just if you can get me out of here i'm turn my turn my back on these paladins so you got it you got to hear me hear me out here you've got to give me something that's really good information or it's just just i think you're just going to have to face up to the fact that you're going to die here uh, cleaning this pool here, right? You don't want to do that. So, tell me about the towers. How are they powered, and how would one get one of these power nodes out of this this tower? I... I just patrol the outside. I I don't know what powers them. But I know yeah. you, you can't get close. Can't get you... close without the keys. Without the keys? Yes, the... You're, you're gonna get me out of here, right? I, if you... I mean, so far, all you're telling me you is might crap. Have to, you're you gonna might have, have to, to... You might have to carry me. You gotta get me out of here. Oh, I, we have ways. I can. I, we can heal you up. My buddy over here, the guy that's... Uh, looks like he knows what he's doing. The wizard-looking dude. Yeah, he can heal you. What, what are the rest of you doing right now? Are you kind of listening on, on this conversation... Yeah. I would like to scan the area and see if anything else seems out of place or Gozer's going through the weapon pile. That's my second that's my second move. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear whatever information we can get out of this paladin. Okay, so, so you're I'm keeping within earshot of chat. Sure. Uh, okay, so Bryn, why don't you make me a perception check then as you're kinda I mean, is there something specific that you're looking for? I guess I'm just like Worried there's still a threat of some sign of some sort like going on. Okay. My perception sure. sixteen. Yeah, you so you certainly notice more 
more of these these grung have kind of been jumping down from the trees and kind of like coming into the clearing. They're, they're, they seem very curious, of course, right. that you guys are here, but you don't see. I mean, they have they have seen you speaking with the with the gold grung, and they certainly don't look like they're going to question why you're here at all. They're nobody's voicing like they're not seem to be voicing their own and opinion or anything like that. It's pretty obvious to me that like these humans were paladins taken as slaves. Yeah, yeah, because, that's because that's very stuff. clear from what from what the gold gold grung said and, and the and the the discarded armor pieces. That seems pretty pretty clear. Okay. Um. Yeah, I want to look at the weapons pile with Gozer. Okay. So, uh, back to the, the paladin slave here. He says, the the keys, the, the box, the, the, the ruined box. Yeah, where do we get one of those? Falzerin, you uh, roll me a, a history check. At 20. You immediately start rummaging around in, in your pack, and you pull out this small metal cube that you stole from Sardos's shop. Sure did. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's it. That's them. That's Where did you what? get that? Well, let me tell you, it was a very, very graceful act of pickpocketing. <laughs> it, it sounds like you'd, you'd fit right in with, with the paladins. Have you thought of joining them? No. I'm not sure that what they're doing quite lines up with my goals. Yeah, and he's relatively useless. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> are you, you know, we, you, we take these things and you just you just have it on you? Is it an individual or is it a group of people? You just you just have to hold it and and, and when you you have one, you the the blue light won't won't drain you. I mean, like, what is it an area around the cube or just the person holding the cube? They every. every Paladin member that goes in has one. Uh, what happens if you don't? I, I don't know. They've never been in. You've never seen it. I mean, it does, I've I've heard rumors that people get sick and could possibly maybe go insane or die if they don't have one of these cubes. Well, he kind of like he's speaking very like lethargically, but he kind of even hushes down a little more. He's like, "Well, there's we've found plenty of dead." frog people in 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 the light ah see so you've never been in one of these towers but what's your name by the way my name is gregory okay greg <laughs> can i call you greg greg if you call me whatever you, you like but please how, how will you get me out of here put my hand on on his back and i go you've been a pretty big good bit of help here greg i i'm 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 happy with what you're telling me here. Is there anything else that I need to know about uh, getting into one of these towers other than having the little box and then, uh, you know, getting in there? Is it is there like, is it all guarded? Is it, is there any oh. traps? Is there anything I need to know about getting into one of these towers? How, this is, how you'll, you'll never get, you'll never get to them. There's just too many, there's too many pallets. Too many pallets? They're just uh, all encircled us? Why do you want to get inside? Ah, this is not for you to know. This is just for you to survive here by by telling me. Is there a secret way in? Is there some some something else? I mean, you you've helped me out a lot, but I don't know if it's quite enough to get you out of this mess that you're in. There's, I don't have anything else. There's there's patrol routes, but that that change every every forty eight hours. Ugh. I I've been away for so long. I I just know that it's for you to have. And he points to Falzer. One of those, one of those boxes. There, you'll you'll have to assault a camp to get more. Well, I mean, how many? There's three pools, did you say? How many pools? There's five pools in here. So there's five of you guys, and all of you had one. So they have to be over there in that pile, I assume. I mean, you guys no. wouldn't be walking around without that, would you? Well, this we're not in the blue light here. They are st- strictly controlled. You'll get one when you go in. They, they take it from you when you go out. So somebody, when you're going in, there's like a like a checkpoint or something that they yes. hand these things yes. out? Yes, they, they count them. They count them and make sure. Oh, okay, so where is one of those checkpoints? Can you show me here? And I'd sort of draw Goldham on the, on the ground there and where we 
sort of think the tower are. You know, where, where do you have to go to get one of these cubes? If, if... And he basically right where you've motioned where the where these towers are. And uh, kind of on either side of these towers. And, and you know, proximity-wise, like, you know, how they... The, the paladins and their... They're basically their territory, right? They have this big, long border of their own, like, walls and, like, full fully populated outposts, right? And then they have now started pushing these... They're basically pushing their territory forward where they set up these towers. They just kind of... There's out here and here and about a mile-ish from... Like, a mile outside of the the light. There's there's quite a, a radius of, of light around these towers, but... They, they kind of... They set them up basically right outside of, of where the, the affected zone would be, right? Okay. So, Greg, buddy, uh, one more thing. So, let's just pretend for a moment. Follow me along. If I had all this... Uh, armor on and I looked like one of you guys and I walked up to one of these outpost things. Is there anything special I'd have to say for them to give me one of these cubes? I mean, do I have to say, hey, I'm heading inside the blue light district and I need a get me a cube or is there like a password or something? You'd you'd have to be on the patrol list. Ah, so you would be on the patrol list, right? A patrol, like I said, they they switch up the shifts every 48 hours. I don't know where I'd... I don't... No, I know, but... I don't know what's how your last long I've been here. What's your last name, Gregory? Candle. And you know that you know these other guys? Were they part of your troop? He does... He knows one of them. He's known... He's, he know, and he says... Uh, he kind of points to one, like, on the far side. Uh, the, like, the furthest most pool. That's... That's Anthony. Anthony. Anthony surname. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't have a surname for him. When you when you give him your names, so I assume you give him your full name, right? Yes. You don't yes. just say Anthony because there name. could be two Anthonys, and that's a bookkeeping nightmare. Yeah, he's full, full name. All right. Thanks, Greg. Now you know what you've been really helpful. Uh, Falzerin, hey buddy, you've been listening in over there. You got any questions for uh, him before I go talk to our gold buddy and see what we can do to get him out of here? No, I. I think that's that's all I would want to know. Seems like seems like we can maybe try and disguise ourselves as these paladins. I'll keep Greg busy here while I go over and talk to our friend and see if we can work something out. Okay. So I just chit chat, make some small talk with Greg. Yeah. Yeah. What did you say? His name was Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Greg. Right. It's it's Gregory, but we call him Greg. Oh. You don't have to be formal. He's, we're sitting next to a pool of... Tadpoles. 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 It, it, it's not a formal place. Okay, so I'll go over and talk to the gold grung real quick. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, hey, the guy was really helpful, let me tell you. You know, how about just a uh, couple years of hard labor and then let him go? We will be here to serve his use... As long as he is useful. Okay, can't argue with that. Sorry, Greg. Uh, they said no. I thought you were going to make him no longer useful. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry give about that, pal. The, give him the old Sardo treatment on the hands. <laughs> no, I, think, I, think we've, <laughs> I think we've got all we can do. I, I just say we look at some of this uh, armor and stuff and see if we can sort of patch together some stuff be able to possibly be able to get into one of these towers. Yeah, I think that's our best bet. I We're going like to have to disguise ourselves like paladins and hope that we can get some more of these cubes. We only you got guys one. need more names than just that. But yeah, I don't... Yeah, I think I might have just made a mistake. I don't think... I didn't get all the other names before I told him this. He, he, did, he's gonna he didn't die. know any of... He didn't know any of the other names. No, no, but I, okay. Let's I know go he talk didn't, the but they're guys. still there. Yeah. Oh. yeah. While we're looking at the armor pile, they could still be trying to get names. Because Gozer and I can be looking for, like, what stuff we can... But Gozer wants to find a shield and maybe a battle axe. Which would be great if it had the Paladin symbol on it or something. Well, I think all this stuff here it looks like pa- stuff Paladins would wear because it came off of Paladins. Yeah. Any of it feel any kind of magical or anything? 
No, as you as you and Brian kind of sort through it, and I imagine you're kind of like, like literally like sorting it. Okay, armor here oh, yeah. and kind of weapon. No, it, none of it seems to be radiating any any type of any type of magic. Okay, are there any shields? Yeah, you do find a shield. Um, no axes though. They it seems the paladins from and from what you've seen, they predominantly use like bladed bladed weapons like long swords and short swords. So that's kind of what you find from them. Can I carry a shield on my back until, and then just carry my axe in my hand until I find a different axe? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can carry the shield. You won't benefit from its plus two, but you can certainly sling it over your back. Okay. Is it is the shield in good repair still, or is it dinged or anything? Yeah, it's a little banged up, but it's just like kind of a it's a wooden shield with again like this the stamp of the of this paladin tower symbol, and it's got. You know, it's kind of ringed with, like, a strip of metal as it's been, like, riveted into it kind of thing. Okay, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to put a shield on my back. Hey, Grung, if we're uh, walking down the road towards Goldham here with this stuff on, do you think there's anybody else that might find us uh, threatening? Any of your other friends be around that uh, we may want to avoid? Yes. Do not sport this symbol. Okay, I think we're going to, have to try to carry some of this stuff until we need it. Is there is there things like just emblems? Yeah, is it painted on or is it like engraved in the shield? On the shield, it's painted. Okay. So yeah, you could probably gonna... scrape it off of the. Off yeah, of the I'm going to scrape off some of it if I can. We'll keep these here until you need them. I take the shield. I'm, I don't say anything. I'm just like not taking the shield from me. Are you attacked? shower now not yet no no not yet not yet so maybe we want to leave like the plated armor and things like that that have the symbols all on it until till yeah, we I do the heist i don't want to be carrying it any longer than i have to it's not going to help me out so gold grung if we come back and plan an attack on one of these towers could you uh have some of your uh, friends here guide us to the tower and possibly if we could get into the blue light without you being harmed help us out or at least cause a diversion yes grung will help all right i think we should leave this stuff here then and he uh croaks is that a big croak and another green guy comes with like this bag and he kind of opens up and it has like four like vials in it of uh like a bluish kind of oozy liquid in it to help. And he kind of gives it, hands the bag over to you. Do we know what it is? Heal. Ah. Keep strong. Thanks. Do we identify it as something we've seen before? Like These uh, do not look like the normal health potions that you would like purchase at like a, in a city or something. They look, they look a little, definitely different than those. They look twice as powerful. They look, <laughs> they look a lot more blue. How many? Okay. Were, yeah, their health potions are typically red, I believe, right? I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, but uh, f- four, four, four potions. Four of them. Four potions. So one each. Yeah, one each of the um, like the the regular health potion. So it is a health potion. Yeah, I mean that's what he says. That's what he tells you. That's what he tells us. Can we? Well, again, I mean, okay. if you're gonna if you're gonna trust him, uh, you can. Yeah. I think with uh, potions, actually, you if you take a sip of them, I think you can um, figure out what it is from that. I think really? that's how that works. I think, yeah, I think that's how that works. I'm just gonna trust him. Put it in my pouch. It's not like they're. He's not sitting there like, yeah, drink it. Come on. Go ahead. <laughs> Gozer, Gozer will pop the cork and take a little sniff and take a little little sip, like she's tasting fine wine. <laughs> yeah. It's got great legs. So it's so what's Gozer think? Uh, yeah, it uh, it tastes gross, <laughs> but it uh, it's not causing you any harm, and it does uh, kind of make you feel like a little like re- almost like rejuvenated, tingly. Yeah, a little tingly. <laughs> All right. Um, is a longsword a finesse weapon? I do not believe so. I've been trying to find it right now. A short sword is. A short sword doesn't make sense because it gives me a d6 and I already have long, a d A long sword is not finesse. It is versatile though, but... So how would I know if it's... Oh, it says finesse. What does versatile mean? 
Versatile means you can choose to wield it in two hands instead of one, and then it increases the damage die that when you wielding it with both hands. But then you can't have a shield. Right. So like, yeah. So if you're hold, if you're holding a longsword in one hand, normally it'll do one d8. But you're like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put both hands on this bad boy, meaning both hands are occupied, and it now does a d10 on your hits. So. Oh. Okay. Well, I was just thinking about if I wanted to upgrade my weapon at all, but I guess not. Well, the, the that's a lot of what a lot of people bitch about 5e is. As far as finesse weapons go, like rapier is the end all be all because it it's a d8 and it's right. the high it's the only d8 right. dealing da- finesse weapon damage. So okay, so what now? What are you guys doing? Well, I think I think, I think uh, we've learned all that we can. I mean, we can try and get more names. Yeah, did you go around and ask the other guys' names? We need at least one more name. Well, two more names if we're bringing Thuft in with us. I think we first go over and talk to Anthony, and I'll say, Hey, Tony, how you doing, buddy? He doesn't respond to you. He's, I mean, they've all heard you yell back to Greg. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> no go. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say, Tony, I'll tell you what. I'll do you a favor. Tell me uh, the names of these guys, and I'll put you to a quick death. He, again, doesn't, just shakes his head as he kind of locks eyes with Greg across these pools. <laughs> they, may, they may be slaves, but he, he's not ready to die. In this situation, this is of your own doing. You, you, I can't, I tried. Sorry, Greg. Sorry, Tony. I'll walk out. There's no point. They're going to lie to us if they tell us anything at this point anyway. Yeah, I think we, uh, we go with... With what Grung said about saving our armor for later, and uh, I don't think we can expect more out of these paladins right now. I'm going to go talk to the mayor, see what we can learn there. Hey, Gold Grung, you guys think you could uh, take us through the woods at least uh, towards Goldham and and safely through uh, the forest? Yes, and he croaks at uh, two of these green guys uh, that had come out with the potions, and they... uh, kind of start hopping to the edge of, uh, you know, the tree line of this clearing is and kind of beckoning for you guys to follow as though he's arranged these two guys to escort you. We'll follow. Everybody agree? Yeah, yeah sounds done? good. Yeah. Off to see the wizard. I mean, wait. <laughs> follow the yellow brick road. Wait. To grandmother's house we go? We're still a ways away. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're a little ways away from Goldham, yeah. Uh, okay, so these two greens, they're just kind of hopping, and they bring you, th- like, through that really thick, like, forested area, right? That kind of seems to be surrounding their, their little hatchery here, and back to the road, and um, they're just kind of hopping in front of you as you guys are, are following. Yeah, I sort of want them to take us, if you see where I'm hanging here. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you through- want them to take you off the road? Yes, through the forest to that point right there. Okay. So we could uh, have a shorter distance to walk to Goldham. Sure, because you guys, you guys have no, you're not going through Zexa. Right. So instead of following the road north-ish towards Zexa, we'll just go straight east towards Goldham. Continue traveling through the woods as opposed to maybe getting to the edge of the forest and traveling outside. Of exactly. Them. Yeah, because we're with them; they're going to know their way, and yeah, that'll get us closer to Goldham. Us. Might as well stay in the forest. That's true. Potentially get a good look at that tower that we could... Uh, that's not one of those towers, is it? That's a different tower. Looking at the map, that first tower that you see by... It's got the G from They're Gold very camouflaged. Yeah, that that is the the tower that emits the blue light. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that way when we're heading across there, I would think if those are four, eight, you know, eight, ten miles down, we should be able to see the blue light pretty clearly, I would hope. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. So they hop you through, and it's going to reduce your travel time a little bit. Uh, it's not quite difficult terrain, but uh, it's definitely not like walking down a road. So for the rest of this day, they're kind of hopping you through, and you do make it to your destination, to the the very edge of the kind of this northern tip of this eastern section of this forest. And, you know, as you're kind of bouncing through, you hit a couple uh, additional spots where, like that, it gets the the growth gets really thick, uh, very similar to you know coming into and out of the hatchery before. So maybe like there are other hatcheries. You guys are kind of almost skirting a little bit as they 
they hop through and they're these ones aren't talkative they have, they don't seem to really understand uh, or at least speak common like like the gold grung did so it's kind of silence from them i don't know if you guys are, are chatting on, on this on this travel uh, i was just gonna i was only gonna ask their names for fun well they <laughs> just give you they just give you a croak back <laughs> okay they have different color they're all different colors both of these are green okay uh, I don't really have anything to discuss with anyone. So you hit the edge of this forest, uh, kind of again near like the end of this this traveling day here, and uh, they kind of you know give you a webbed wave, and they hop back into kind of the back to way they they were leading you. What time of day is it? It is it is a, approaching evening again here. You've kind of been traveling for for this whole day. What's, and the, what's weather the weather like? like? <laughs> I knew it was coming. As you step out, <laughs> as you step out of this forest, you're kind of uh, blinded a little bit as it, it's it's very sunny and, and clear clear skies. But so of what course do you mean? You've been what do you mean by shade. evening? Like what time of day? Like dinner time. Like five, six in the evening. Could we make it to Goldham? Like no. No. Even okay. if we travel through the night. Well, okay, yeah, I mean, you can keep pressing on and traveling and risk exhaustion. I, I say we stay here, and let's check out what this uh, tower does at yeah. night. Just... I like that plan. Let's see what we can see once the sun sets. And How far away is the tower? About a day travel? Yeah, the tower is a little less than a day. It's like 20-ish miles away still. And we can't see that poking up, can we? It looks like it's flat land, but... It is, it is flat, it is flat kind of terrain, and so you are just kind of waiting for night and just going to camp? We're going to camp for the night. I was just curious as to we know where, the point where Goldham was and, and ask them where the tower was if they... I just feel like, is understand. there any way we can travel until it's like pretty close to night and still be pretty safe to just camp so then we would be out in the open. There's like nothing between the forest and Goldham. It well, like. I mean, we took we took that from Zexa to Drew Call, and like the map shows nothing, but we still found yeah, some cover. Like we were nowhere near this tower, though. Okay, they would definitely see us. I, mean, I think you'd feel. A little you more think the tower the can see twenty miles? No, no. I want the to tower see... itself. No, the tower doesn't have any eyes. Well, I mean, the people. In, <laughs> I don't think <laughs> the people in the tower—they can see twenty miles. Well, I really they doubt might it. Have scouts. Um, okay. Out wandering around. I just want to get to Goldham already. Stinking takes forever. I think it's safest to stay in the forest tonight, just at the edge. Yeah, then we could make it in there by nightfall tomorrow. Oh yeah, you could actually. You could probably. It's only about a half day's travel. I would probably say to to like the. Uh, Golden like city proper. That's what I'm saying is like if it's a half day's travel, why couldn't we get there by like one or two AM? And if you want to, then yes, you can continue and push to traveling, like I said, but risk exhaustion. And remember, you have no idea what the state of the city is in from all these rumors of these monsters attacking it, plus roaming about. The monsters were attacking Victor. No. The, remember, I wrote it so down that, wrong. That yes, you did write it down wrong. Then so <laughs> the, the rumor, the rumor, right? You heard from Roland, right? Who Roland had heard from his buddy, who had heard from a traveler. So he got like <laughs> six different variations of this rumor going around, playing this telephone game. That the uh, people are are fleeing Goldham because it's getting assaulted by monsters, which is also the reason the mayor has put out this job to power down the towers. But strangely, none of these forest dwelling creatures have been attacking Victor. So Victor is the city that's not getting attacked. From without. Despite anyway. being really close to a forest, which should have a lot of creatures. And a it. tower. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Okay. Okay, fine. Fine. Um, Bryn's yeah. convinced. She sits down the and trouble, she pouts. The trouble, Bryn, is that <laughs> if we if we push on and arrive in the middle of the night. Falls are in. I'm convinced. Shush. Then, then when do we sleep? Falls are in. We sleep through tomorrow. Stop it. You're not. <laughs> her hands are across her chest, leans up against the back of a tree, and just like starts tossing it, tossing her rapier around and swinging it, and just I don't know. Practicing. I look over at Tuff to go. Don't sleep with her tonight. <laughs> Might want to stick close to Gozer. 
She tends to stab people when she gets pissy. And that's our show. Our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. For your own musical inquiries, contact jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. All other music and ambient noise is courtesy of tabletopaudio.com. The Encouragement Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. Visit criticalhitdesign.com for all of your graphic design needs. You can find more info on the characters and world at encouragementparty.com. Enjoying the show? Have any questions or rules corrections? Email us, contact at encouragementparty.com, or reach out on social media. The Encouragement Party on Facebook and Instagram at EncourageablePar on Twitter using the hashtag AfterPartyIP for a shout-out during our behind-the-screen after-party episodes that drop every fourth release. Happy adventuring!